Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for seminal headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chofel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, seminal headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Had a lot of questions headed your way. We got a lot of them, boys, so I'm going to have to do some rapid fire this Mm. afternoon if we're going to get to the bulk of these questions. First, though, our thanks to Birch Orthodontics, always for the ride-and-die support that uh, is Dr. Birch. Her and her crew, the best in the business for orthodontic needs and uh, for that moral support we need every week as well. And I think, man, I'm, I, there's a lot of people I'm happy for right now with this 4-0 start. I'm happy for Jordan Travis, mm-hmm. happy for this coaching staff, happy for the fans. Happy for Dr. Birch. Yeah. Because she took loyal. it hard, man. Yeah, yeah. She did not like losing. Mm-mm. She did not like losing. No, she no. was not happy about the losing. Up. She was fed up. She's like one of those coaches where the wins, they don't get to appreciate very long, but the losses, so they, they stick with you. Yeah. They stick with you for years. Not that she let it affect her work. No. Still tremendous work. Unshakable. <laughs> Un- uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of another word there. But, uh, unflappable. Yeah. That's mm. the word I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah, which I said better than regularly. regularly. Oh, don't Still do this again. Come on, I'm right. getting back in the ring. <laughs> Bring it back. I want the rematch. I don't want round two. Let's let it go. Bert, let it go. BirchOrthodontics.com is the website. You get free consultations. They've got payment plans. Tremendous work. They'll handle any issue you've got. Uh, the latest techno- techniques in orthodontic work. Our kids have gone there. Oh, well, yeah. Tremendous work. And she'll talk football with you. And insightfully. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's she not because, you know, a lot of us, obviously, when a woman starts talking about anything, really, but especially football, we're, <laughs> not, we're not, just not, done not, here. But, you know. Can we go back to talking about my shirtless picks? <laughs> I think I'd be more comfortable with that. Uh, yeah. I'd have laughed. It was good. I got him. Uh, Jason writes, how fast is Trey Benson, man? When he hits a seam, it's electric. Yep. He's fast and big and strong and the best overall uh, of the running backs when he's running right, I think, because of that size. Now, I love Treshawn Ward. I don't want to take him out of here because in between the tackles, Treshawn's really shifty, makes guys miss in tight quarters. Tough runner. Yep. But I think the complete package is is Benson. And, uh, you know, listen, they got do three you, guys that you trust. Do you think players – Aslan brought this up because they do the In the Coop show, which people can watch, watch at Warchant TV as well on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Cooper's – Show that he does with yeah, the help Trace of uh, on Rising on this Spear, week, right? Yeah, and they, Aslan was asking, like, or I think some of the fans were asking, who's the fastest guy on the team? Do you think players don't race each other anymore? Because that was the thing back in the day. In the they day knew they who the fastest it. guy was because they would challenge each other like kids would on the street. I don't know if they don't do that anymore. You know, I was I heard a debate one time. They were talking about how 
Well, it was a it was a NBA type discussion where they were saying some of the best dunkers in the league won't compete in the dunk yeah, contest. None of them it do. Doesn't do them any good, yeah. really. Uh, they can only lose. You know, I mean, if it's so. There's that, but also if there were, if they brought back something that existed in the '70s very briefly, a one-on-one competition. Yeah. The argument was who would win, and the counter was none of the best players would play in it because it doesn't do you any good. You could lose to a nobody in a one-on-one game because that's not a really good indicator of what you are as a basketball player. Didn't they used to do the fastest man in the NFL? Like Daryl Green, yeah, Green won it every yeah. freaking year. Yeah. Dion ran in it and would always get dusted by Daryl Green, which I told is, just story, tells you how fast Daryl Green is. I wonder when it did change because I will tell you, I told the story, and this is a compliment to him. When when Tommy Carter went to Notre Dame. His first week there, I remember calling him and asking him how it was going because I was so excited for him. And he's just an awesome guy. It still is. And he said, he goes, oh, it's going really well. And I said, why? He goes, because the first week we were in pads, Rocket Ishmael wanted to race me, and I beat him. Wow, really? Oh, Tommy ran 427, 430. He was one of the fastest people I've ever seen in my life. Wow, and right. in one state and everything else, he was fast as hell. But he beat him as a freshman. And did he, he was, run anchor on that relay or did you? He did. Okay, he did. I did just, not run. Yeah, okay. I did not run anchor. No, I ran two. Um, you you just kept it within range. I stayed close, so that guy right there was going <laughs> to yep. guarantee a win. But no, honestly, he, he was uh, a remarkable athlete. I mean, he reverse dunked. He was like 5'9". I was watching him do that. Point is... Uh, they used to do it back then, yeah. and that was in 92, 90. Yeah, yeah in yeah, the yeah, 90s, yeah. I definitely knew. And we would hear yeah. players talk about it in the early All 2000s. All the time, yeah. I just don't think – maybe it's just this level, you know, they're, they're you know, risk It averse, would be weird, too. You know? Like, I don't know that the staff would be like, oh, we're going to have 12 guys. It's a good way to get hurt, man. There's no reason to do that. Yeah, yeah, Put it on film and we'll, we'll – The first cut. time your fastest and best player decided to race and pulled a hammy and yeah. was out for like, six weeks. Like I did. Like Corey in the parking lot. <laughs> like I did in that parking center. lot. I, I'm still not right. And that was like eight years ago. <laughs> Uh, Ricky writes, with the vastly improved play of the wide receiver room and the recent commitment of five-star Hakeem Williams – have your thoughts on Ron Dugan's change at all? And is his job still in jeopardy moving forward? Love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. It's a big, big couple of weeks for Ron Dugan. Man, I think. it was a yeah. huge couple of weeks for Ron Dugan. Happy for him because Ron's a knoll, man. And I remember him so fondly playing here and remember the national championship game against Virginia Tech. And just remember uh, him being a really good receiver that was overshadowed largely because Peter Warwick was a freak. Yeah. But we, you root for Ron. Yeah, but the, but but yeah. but there was no you don't have to no equivocation he was not doing a good the, job the, the data wasn't great no. well that's why yeah, when it's they changed has your judgment changed yes because yeah, the production the has production changed. has changed yeah. and he just well got a and good he just recruit. landed a top recruit yeah. so that's a big deal because recruiting is a big part of this as well so Even those receivers like that that when I was talking about contagious with with Trey Benson the way he ran and then Micah Pittman running over folks when you see Johnny Wilson just go moss people for an entire game. All of a sudden, now they're Kentron Portier's making those good, catches. Yeah. Williamson's making catches. Like they all want to show out because they're you know they're trying to compete with their own teammates. They're doing it good. regularly. Good, I mean, I, good. Yeah. good. How about with regularity? Right now, the scoring That's is three thanks, three rounds to none. <laughs> They've called the fight. They, they, there's Re- no regular is standing over here. Going, yeah, they're Come not, on, they're not let's go. Cards. Yeah, let's do this thing. Ready for round four? They're not going to the scorecards. It's over. Ira's corner man is like, I, he's all <laughs> wrong for us. Throw baby. the damn He's all wrong <laughs> for us, baby. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Marlon writes, "Hello, gents. Hope everyone stays safe. What a turnaround from last year. Zero and four to four and zero. At what point do we make that phone call to Roberto and get him a coach's polo to help this kid kick a little better? Love the show." Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I it stinks for that kid. I, he did he, do a really good job on kickoffs. Yeah, he's done. He's done what since the LSU game. He's been great there. 
It's just, you know, he's, you can't be good at everything, man. Well, I'd like you to make the kicks. Uh, right, right. Well, he's, you know, he's only missed three. <laughs> and they want them all anyway, so it's fine. How about, I, that, how about that Clemson kicker, though? The onions that he yeah, showed? Man. That was crazy. A 52-yarder. Yeah. When he sent him out there for a 52-yarder, I was like, man, this poor kid. You can't put you can't do this to this kid, Dabo. Uh, he had no problems. Drilled. Dude's really good, too, by the way. He's yeah. been really that good That was like his eighth time. or ninth 50-plus 50 50 yard kick. He makes them all the time. Yeah. It reminded me of Roberto Aguayo down in Miami with that long kick to, yeah. to really – I mean, I remember him rolling out there thinking, man, that's a lot of pressure out here. And I was in the stadium, I, how intense that was. He's he no it. problems, no problem. Matthew Wright says, Mike Norvell won back all the good that he lost after the Jacksonville State game last year. Even if the answer is no, how crazy is it that we can legitimately have that conversation now only a year later? The roster and culture flip Mike and staff has done incredible. Excited for the first time in a long time to see how this season plays out. Thanks for the great show, as always. That's from Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. It's Appreciate always you. it's fluid. It's yeah. You, you got to see how situation. this season goes. Next season goes. Let's yeah, see what the tenor of the fan base says after the first loss. So if they lose, let's say, let's just for hypothetical and having fun, if they lost three straight, these three, would Jacksonville State come up next the following week, like the fourth week after that? Like, would it come up? Like, you know. We should should have never trusted this guy. Jacksonville State did happen. Yeah, you know yeah. how quick does it get brought back? It'll up? be interesting to see how that <laughs> how that game gets played because we've definitely saw it with Leonard Hamilton, mm-hmm. where when things go well, people would back off, and then once they oh they're waiting in the weeds, everybody Tyra. shows back up again. Well, especially because they take it personal. Yeah. Like a lot of the people that hated him, it got across a weird line. Well, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mostly they want to be right. And mostly they want to be, be right. right. But then all of a sudden, like the first bad loss, like, well, oh, here we go, guys. Can't here win we the big go. one. Can't win the big one. Nicholas writes, gentlemen, when will the War Chant crew build a statue to Corey Clark? Mm. Wait, I've been asking that for a while. What's the context? Just in general, I should have a statue? or Of course not. Shirtless oh. statue. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Legends will tell of the day there was a bright, shiny light of hope, which was the glare off the bald head asking a question to rescue a football program. Mm. That's, yeah. that's what he's if Same only thing. the people knew what I was doing behind the scenes this year, Ira, with uh, some of my, yeah, some keep of my it between okay. us, buddy. But then they, they, I, I think they would build a statue. All the things you do for this program. I'm going to wait till after the, the season. The sacrifice, to, Corey Clark. I'm going to wait till after the season mm. to see how it plays out till I explain what I've done. But yeah, I, I don't think there's there's probably won't be a statue of me. No. Well, I was thinking about this though. I think all three of us at least have a little, a tiny chance of getting into the Florida State Hall of Fame. What? <laughs> Just for media contributions. I mean, Deckerhoff's in so it, right? So do you think they would name Lee Bowens, uh, after he passed away, has the, the booth is named after him at the baseball oh, yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what like what part of the stadium they would use for the three of us, but they should. You know how the, there's the Somewhere in the bowels. Somewhere you know in the bowels. How, oh, sure. maybe by the smoking section. There yeah. the three of us are smiling as you come in to smoke. <laughs> the den of iniquity. Yeah, the <laughs> den of iniquity. There it is, you guys. The three of us are smiling like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Just, how we... I mean, we've chronicled the the rise and fall, and now rise again. Well, you know, of the, a great the stadium program. is going through a transformation. There's a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take much to add this three th- threesome right here. Yeah, to to one of the new aspects. Well, of the and there's there's signs oh. for Seminoles everywhere. Just and, throw in headlines after a couple of them. <laughs> they're fine. They're doing such a good job with the uh, the Circle of Honor or whatever good. it is Looks up good. on the stadium. Yeah, they're doing yeah, a nice yeah. job with all that. So yeah, while they're at it, why not? Yeah. It really should just be the three of us. Like that picture from your party all those years ago. Yeah. It's just that picture. 
Seven years ago. Like That's when I was uh, so many, 40. So many yep. years ago, yeah. A whole life ahead of me. Yeah. Greg writes, Norvell appears to be a top target for Arizona State. Well, good luck, Arizona State. You're <laughs> nothing programmed, stuck in a Imagine leaving Florida State for no, yeah. Tempe. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, what segment of the FSU program has seen the most improvement in the last three years? The offensive line, wide receivers, or media department? We've come a mm. long way since MLK donned a Nike glove. <laughs> that is, a, that is a, a great point. Those things they do are incredible. Those cinematic the look backs they do on, yes. on Mondays uh, in a sh- pretty short turnaround. Um, I would still say the offensive line. Yeah, but that's a close. That might be a close second now. They, that media department's uh, uh, killing it. Yeah, and because they're both good and compared and contrasted to what came before yes. it. So it's just like all of a sudden Martin Scorsese's up there. <laughs> Jay Daddy writes, selfishly, I want this game against Wake to be played this Saturday, but do you think it would actually be more beneficial for the team to have a bye now and play Wake Forest in mid-October? No, I want it to play right now. I disagree with you. Um, I get why you say what you're saying, though, because you do want to play Wake right now. Right Wake now. Is, Wake is poised for a letdown. Yes. And um, But, man... And I don't want to play Wake after we've played like NC State and Clemson. Yeah, no. sure, no. But you also would maybe be healthier. But that's my point. I, I'm with him because I think there's a chance. Yeah, I don't maybe think you would be. Maybe you have one or two of these guys who's out then. But who knows what else has happened to you by playing yeah. NC State and Clemson? Yeah, yeah, you're and, right. Yeah, I mean if. You know, if something happens to thirteen. It's a whole different. I just, well, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just hope it's a good crowd, like a full house, because it would be if this yeah. wasn't happening. And obviously, that's not the, the that's not the priority is getting people to dope. But um, you know, I just think that it would be it would be such a great atmosphere Saturday if the if the stands are full and the students are there. Jonah asks a good question, and it's something I've been thinking about. So therefore, it's a great question. Mm. Well done. Jonah. When do you think Jordan Travis has his first big game on the ground? Only 15 rushing attempts, including sacks this season. Figured it has to happen eventually, right? He's too dynamic for it not to. Also, how many 2023 NFL dudes from this team? By my estimation, we have uh, over under five and a half. So I, I would say less than. Um, like in the draft for this year coming up? Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah, less yeah, than yeah, that. Less, less, yeah, less I mean, on the so, roster, I think there's more. Yeah, but. yeah. It's a, so here's what I think. I think they've been smart that they haven't had to run him because he's been so good from the pocket, and when he does escape, he still made throws down the field. In terms of the game plan, and that's what you're asking, Jonah, when they decide to unleash the beast, when they say he is going to be a huge part of what we do on the ground today, I would think Clemson is the answer to that question, maybe NC State. Both defensive lines are capable of stoning the traditional run. And I think that in that situation, Florida State's going to have to incorporate Jordan to make those defenses play them honest. So one of those two games, if not both, if he can if he can endure that. That's my, my feeling on that. Yeah, I think probably, but I also could see it against NC State. I, I think in that game's first, so I could yeah, see so, it in that game. Yeah, both defensive lines are really good. Yeah, and I think that's a game where you're going to need something a little special. On the road that, that night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because that crowd's going to be – I was talking to somebody about – you know, Corey, we've talked about it for years. It's a snake pit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Piss bombs. A, piss yes. bombs everywhere. The whole thing. So I think that may be a game where you need him to be better than just 
directing. Yeah, he'll have to, he maybe be Superman there. Yeah, and and I think that's that's fine. Yeah, those two teams those two specifically. Yeah. But will uh, they have a game plan for it, or is it just well, going to I mean. be no, in no, the moment? That's what I'm saying. They have to unleash him yeah. as a runner, designed runs for Jordan you lo- Travis. I mean, I know people uh, get hesitant about him running a lot because you want to keep him healthy. But look around the country, man. All these quarterbacks run. The kid from Tennessee is running for 100 Brendan yards Hooker, a game. Yeah. I mean, it just 112 uh, and a touchdown. Those, on the those threw for teams, 330 something as well. Uh, Cunningham, Louisville, like th- th- it's part of their game plan. And I and I think that it's awesome for Florida State. They haven't even had to use this. It's like having a a weapon like this all a great weapon you haven't even brought out of the bag yet. Which is yeah. And and it's so cool that they've been able to get carry through weapon, this without it. You you keep your weapons in a bag, right? Just a when you're going bag. into when you're going into a war, you have them in a bag like, like a, a like grocery a sack. bag or yeah, something. Yeah, like a grocery bag and yeah. then you just take them out one at a time. I was thinking it's like when Jeff brings out the driver. Mm, yeah, when you let that big dog just start well, chomping. Well, that's when I turn to uh, my playing partners. And I'm like, it's time to unsheath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I walk over, and, and you know, and they understand. They know what's going they on. They know what's about. They that. get out their cameras, yeah. their phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna text this to me later. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Hope everyone stays safe with Ian on the way. If Ian were to only bring a lot of rain, could that be to the Knowles' benefit? The passing game is neutralized, and the running game is the main way of moving the ball. Would that not be a big edge for Florida State? If you can get Ver, either verse or love it back or both certainly. Uh, I yeah yeah I still think it is, but yeah I would I really want one of those two back mm. to stop. That them. would help. Yeah, I think so. Um, but if it's just a wet turf, but it's not raining, I don't know that that helps the defenses. That might help the offenses. Yeah, because the receiver knows where he's yeah. going, as they always say, and uh, that is a toughie. And um, if you're playing in a downpour, that's one thing, but I don't think that's going to be the case. You think it's just going to be sitting water from two inches having piled up uh, of Put rain? A tarp. The- Why don't they tarp football fields? Good question. I mean, you can make a tarp. There's no limit to how big a tarp can be. Why don't you get some tarps out there? I mean, there's not enough room for it to run off. Like in a baseball field, there's more space, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Steve Beyond writes, my pay grade, buddy. Steve writes, how is Wake able to run the slow-developing mesh point offense without holding? Well, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I think it, they do hold. It reminds me a little bit of – defenses in basketball that get a reputation for being really good and they never get called for being handsy and just redirecting yeah. people because their MO is that they're a great defensive ball club. Some might describe them as the Virginia Cavaliers. Some yeah. might. Some might. And there have been stretches where all that uh, slapping of the floor that Duke did somehow contributed to the idea that they never commit fouls. They just – their feet move. They just take they're always, Yeah, they're they just – Get charged yeah. into so, that's what Wake does, and they figure, well, we got to call holding on every play. We're never going to get through this game. I, I don't know. But they do teach it well, and they are really good at it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch because if anybody was going to blow that up consistently, you would have thought right. it would have been Clemson's defensive yeah. line because they have in the past. They yeah. have blown this it up in the past. This is the first time Wake's even been in a game just with them. really lit them up. It was rather remarkable. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV continues in a moment. Thanks for listening, Headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors, but right now we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer, and we're going to enjoy the patio, and we're going to celebrate the return of football. You yeah. sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes, and you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? Free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken, but, and and shrimp, and everything. But you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what, what we do like, 
I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. You're Their chicken sandwich is on point. Like it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. Thirty eight thing it's called. Thirty eight right? chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun. What is it? Sunset or sunrise shrimp? It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. <laughs> That's what I was gonna it's say. Really good. Yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get. And it we also get it as an appetizer. That's right. It is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection. Great people. We sit on the patio. It's gonna be that type of weather during football season. We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons that's really a lot. That's really the draw. That is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen have, have been yeah. there for brunch. Mm -hmm. But you got the NFL season coming right around the corner. It's going to be, by you're listening to this, it might have already started. Go there for brunch, and then you got your direct TV. You can watch your NFL teams while you're eating your eggs. Ira, where is Horizons? It's up on Bannerman Crossing off Thomasville Road at the intersection of Bannerman back there in that plaza. You know who's, what favorite restaurant Santa Claus's favorite restaurant is? Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Almost got him. Almost got him. Ho, 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 Horizons. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's likely a bit of both, writes Austin, but if you had to choose one, would you say that was a great game for Fuller and the defense or a really bad Boston College offense? A little bit of the first, mostly the last. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm not... Trying to, I mean, the, the defense played well, but man, that Boston College offense is awful. The offensive line's terrible. Jerkovic wants no part of a defensive player being within ten yards of him. He's been beat to hell. He's done. He I sees mean, ghosts too. He, he's a wreck. Yeah, I would be too behind that. Yeah, that and offense, also you're going mean, to put your body on the line for that offense and that that offensive line. No, he's thinking about the next level. He's going to get drafted, and now these groups are, they they're going to get him hurt. You know, he's thinking this is ridiculous. I, I'm taking an ass kicking on every play. But it was cool to see how. Hard they played. No, like, they, they did. Played they did with it was, the violence. Yeah. I and thought. I hate like, to take it away cool from them, but that it, they it, did that. But it was like beating up on somebody with one arm behind their back. I mean, they just yeah. The hard part impotent. is yeah. It, it is it is fair to to note that the defense played really hard and it was a good game plan. But the truth is, I I think Boston College is they're ready for the year to be done. Over. They yeah. are they are done. done. Halfway's got to be like, damn, I, this is. And apparently, he's getting grief, which. From who? From who? Apparently, that's what I just saw. Some people say on social media the Boston College fans are not happy that they're not competitive. But oh, it's like, stop. And uh, that he's not even trying to compete. Like in that game, he was just well, trying to Well, he did kind of just give up. It he was time to go home is what he was saying. I'm going to give a guy a hurt. That first drive, they have a fourth yeah. and three at yeah. the 50, and they punt down 31 to nothing. It's like, all right, that tells your whole team and your fan base we're done. We're not even trying. But also, man, like I get look it around, too. Yeah, yeah. look, yeah, I was look say, at what he, he's, he may be a realist. I mean, he may he may be like this, this ain't happening, guys. I'll get us out of here. That's why I was really impressed with that Duquesne coach. He's yeah. like that Duquesne coach knew what time it was. Oh, we're, absolutely. We are just yep. here for the money, guys. Yep. So we are going to leave as soon as we possibly can. We're trying to win a conference. I'm what trying to get Duquesne's the help. doing. Have we looked? Why don't you look, uh, look that up? I think they're three and one. I think I w I note I've noted in my three two one that FSU yeah. has scored more against every team they played than they've given up in any other game. Again, I think man, LSU is not bad. LSU's playing pretty well right now. Yeah. I think LSU, Louisville is way up and down. They're, they're suspect. Weird. Yeah, they're, they're suspect. It'll, it will be interesting to see. Uh, all right. Sunday Smash, D-Rob's description of Clemson today versus what kids think of FSU now was chilling. How far we've fallen. Can FSU retake what was once theirs two to three years from now, or will it always be shared with Clemson for the next decade? So he mentioned on the Sunday Smash yeah, yeah. because he, he went and visited Clemson staff a couple years ago, and it was – he was looking at the fact that on defense you have Venables, on offense you had the, the coaching staff they had, had the there. Staff, yeah. And then 
the the togetherness of the program, the success they were having, how well they recruited, it felt like what Florida State was like in the late nineties. When it's rolling, it's rolling. And but now they have lost their coordinators, you know, and so is are the, could they be going through what Florida State went through in the early two thousands? And it's it could be. I think everybody gets got at some point. You know, the the remarkable run of Bobby Bowden in the history of this program, having set a record that probably will not be broken in our lifetimes, anyhow is something that, you know, you, you have to take a step back and, and realize the unlikeliness of that. And and so these programs lose people. Guys take other jobs. Eventually, uh, you know, you have a bad year or two, and the next thing you know, you're battling the perception of where the program's at. Florida State has always been in a place where they could tap into the cachet, the recruiting, the fertility of the grounds that they're recruiting in, the history of the program and all that. It does feel like we're on the cusp of this changing. Let's hope this is capitalized on. The other problem is, though, though Clemson looks susceptible and does no, no longer look like a dominant program, they, but they're not losing a lot of games. They have the longest winning streak in the country. But it's not just that, Corey. They, they didn't look good last year, and they went 10-3. Well, they didn't look good I mean, against Wake for long stretches. Yeah, they're still they winning the game. games. But isn't that what happened to Florida State? Like in the 2000s, we call it the lost decade, uh, it, but but towards the end of it, they start, they really fell off. But there was a period from like one to 04. Five, yeah, where they would lose two games. Where they'd lose three, three games. games. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Clemson did. A year that's ago. What, that's what Jimbo did those we, last couple of years before need, everything fell apart. We need that to happen this year, though. Because if you survive it and get and get it turned back around, then you may be able to sustain an Alabama-like run. I mean, I mean yeah. that's really the remarkable part of what Nick has done is that they haven't had any sort no, of fall off. He's don't. kind of the only one, really, that has been able to sustain that. Duquesne is only, is one and three. No, oh, uh, they lost okay. to Youngstown uh, State mm. thirty-one to fourteen. Yeah, but you're not going into Youngstown. Of course not. You're, you it was at Youngstown. They yeah. beat Thomas Moore, which. 31, 34 to 14. Uh, uh, Thomas Moore, what time it was there? Yeah, and then yeah, they not, lost. Not, not Thomas Less. Mm-mm. Thomas Moore. Got and then they, they lost at Hawaii 24 to 14. Ooh. 24 to 14. That though. Hawaii team is one of the worst teams ever to be assembled in the. Uh, well, they, yeah, be, well, they beat Duquesne. Now Duquesne's starting a conference play this week against Stonehill. Now it gets real. Stonehill. Now yeah. it gets real. Take down Stonehill. Sam writes, uh, what are you guys hearing about the game Saturday in relation to the storm? Uh, just so far, Sam, we answered this earlier. I know you don't know that as you submit the question at the time, uh, but it looks like right now that that game will be played. We'll continue to update you. Did FSU announce any, um, like, when the next announcement would happen? No, I mean, all we just talking to people around the program, it sounds like they were going to, unless something changed in terms of what the storm is doing or what the state has to do from an emergency standpoint, the plan is to still play, so you know there's no there's nothing really to say other than unless something changes, they're playing to play. Yeah, Mike Babcock writes race to forty five on Saturday? Question mark. Uh, we both Ira both uh, Ira and I both chose a high scoring game. I, I do I do really wonder though, does Florida State take the air out of the ball? And that, not in the sense that they're uh, not trusting Jordan Travis, of course not, but. If you win the if, if, if you, you win, win the, the ball if you win the coin I want the ball. if you win the coin toss I want what are you the doing? ball no, what about I'm you kicking. I want the ball I'm kicking I'm making a statement it's I want the ball coming five out five plays time. eighty yards suck it keep hold serve it might be just the kick return could be ninety five yards one play. That's interesting. Yeah. hold serve I mean, which, uh, what do you think these two coaches do in this situation I think we'll defer I think Norvell defers I think what about Clawson I don't know I don't know enough about him I think David take the ball. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to be like, let's get after it, Wake defense. Let's go show him what's <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> but it is, it is a. I mean, look, if Norvell can, he's shown a, he's shown he can do a good job of 
managing the time at the end of the half mm-hmm. and then coming out of the second half, getting the ball back and yeah. scoring there. So that's a big that could be a big deal. You can double up if you I can like do that. Say. Yeah. yeah. Ryan writes, gentlemen and Ira, I'm not sure if you all saw this, but Norvell was on with the ACC Network guys Saturday night, and Mark Rick was emotional in thanking him for what he's done in bringing the program back. That got me thinking, is Norvell right now the most well-liked FSU coach by the fan base since Bobby Bowden in the 90s? Well, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, right now. What, what it's it's Bobby, does, does it's he, either Jimbo mean, or Willie Taggart. <laughs> no, I it's think a, I think if he's asking about maybe all of the coaches, the coaches oh, on campus. Yeah, I no, mean that, no, Lonnie, Lonnie is. I mean, Lonnie's not as known, but Lonnie is beloved. Leonard's, Leonard's, well-liked. Leonard's well liked. Leonard's kind of moved himself in that. I mean, my man's four and zero. Let's slow it down a little bit. I mean, it's a it's let's a, get to fourteen There's a potential and for it. Yeah, oh sure, because football's king. And if you, if time stopped today, then yeah. But we all know that there's a whole lot of football left to be played to determine that. He is a likable right. guy though yeah. because of the yep. passion that he, you know, cares for those those players. And I mean, the way they play. So, yeah, I mean they play yep. for they're, they're, it's a fun brand of football. When was the last time that a non-championship FSU team got as much out of their available talent as this year's squad, writes David. Good point, David. I, I do think um you go back to the the team was it was it the 09 year? I don't know. What, what's so the, with the team that got housed in the ACC championship game? 10. That was 10. Not nine. Sorry, yeah, it was definitely not nine. <laughs> You're right. Sorry that yeah, ten. So that team was likable too. I thought they got a lot out of what they had. They, they right, had, right, yeah, right. Yeah, Especially yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the way they played in the bowl game. Yeah. So I, I, 2010 might be the answer to that question. But as far as uh, this goes, uh, this team is very likable because I don't think they're great on the offensive line. I think they're good. They're average. I don't. They, they don't have by. great talent really anywhere. Maybe the quarterback is right. great, and some of the rece- and maybe a receiver and running back here or there. But they're they're good players. Right. But this isn't a great. Oh right. Roster. It's not filled. It's not remind, with five stars. Kind of remind me of the 2022 Orioles. <laughs> they got some guys off the waiver wire, Corey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got some. Are you still three and a half games back in the wild card? It's, uh, sliding. it's sliding. It's not looking good, it's is it? Sliding. The got, Orioles got will be glimmer. at home watching the playoffs with the Pirates. Yeah, it's like yeah. the season never happened. What good did it do you? <laughs> right. Yeah. It actually hurt worse for him. Yeah. He, yeah. He was I upset. knew it was over twenty games into the season. You're riding this dream. Twenty games <laughs> into the season, you knew it was over when they were pitchers and catchers reported. No, no, no. Hey, right, no we got more questions. We got more questions. Go easy. Get some questions. Kyle writes, taking everything into account. You have made it four games without playing to what you thought was your biggest strength coming into the season. Do we see Travis being unleashed this weekend with his legs in the running game? Thank you guys for the great content. I don't think so, Kyle. I don't think they have to. Unsheath that weapon next week. Yeah, I think that you wait to unsheath to the right moment in time. And I don't again, I don't think they go into the game thinking this is the this is the time we're going to use it necessarily. I, I do. I think he might have some scrambles in this game Well, though, that's for, always a threat. Yeah. I'm talking about actively utilizing him in the run game as a play call. Because you don't say think, it's part of the script. Cuz you would not think based, based on the way they've played now, you don't think Clemson or NC State is going to be spying Jordan Travis as a runner because they're not going to want to devote that. It really can because of what they can do. So if you come out and do it, mm-hmm. now you're saying, oh, "Okay, we're yeah. not going to let you just sit back and." No, pull. you're going to have yeah. to do this, right? Right. Like it, it to me, that is why you would do it. I mean, put pressure on them to have to walk somebody up and 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 account for him. Do the math. Make him make him count for it, and then from there have some fun because you're going to get some one on ones, and he's shown he can make the throws. They will against the better defenses. They they haven't really faced a dominant defense yet. 
Um, you would have thought LSU would have been the time, and he did wasn't. He threw the ball so well. He had one run in that game, and that was yeah, it. Yeah. And that was early on. Like, well, and I, I was surprised at you know how well Florida State stuck with the run and was able. Yeah, and he had some great throws early on. And they also had their best defender go down early. Yeah. So yeah, some of that interesting helps. comment in the chat. I want to get your guys' opinion. Eddie Varnes Fishing says the mesh doesn't work as good on grass. The turf really helps backs with their cuts, and the numbers show it in their road games. I wonder if that's true, and I also wonder if it's a sloggy surface. Yeah. That really does help. Let's go. I looked up Hartman's numbers road and home, and he throws it just as well on the road. That's he's not just good, man. Yeah, he's he's but, not going to change much, but it could. I could see that, if especially if it's nasty, it could be hard for those guys to get going. Slop fest, I hope we line up. I've changed my opinion in show. I think we're going to run the hell out of the ball. I think we're going to be able to run the ball. I hope we're able to run the ball. If not, that's a problem moving forward against NC State and Clemson. But yeah, I think unless we're they're the ball. just hell bent on taking it away. But what what I would what I want to see, what I hope I see, uh, but I understand it's going to be hard for some people to get here. Wake never goes on plays at a tough environment. Who, nobody cares when Wake comes to town ever. Clemson's always they, they, Clemson, they, they will this weekend. They had, a, they had a tough environment last week at home. Well, I know. So what I'm <laughs> saying is, fifteen thousand people. There. I really want to see how those Wake kids handle a game where the where the other fan base is rabid. And really into the game. Well, I'm a little worried that just won't be the case this weekend. I know, which is a bummer, right? Yeah, that really a is a bummer. And again, we we understand there are more important things than football. I feel that like I have to give the obligatory, but that's a decided home caveat. But, and Wake doesn't feel that ever. All some of these other teams, like Florida State, they're used to going playing in a road game. That's a tough environment. Wake isn't. Nobody, just knock on wood, people can get here and have you know because that would say a lot of great things. Uh, yeah, everybody come made up it tonight, the storm gang. and you know and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I remember some recruit last year who decommitted from FSU on signing day. Can't remember his name because I haven't heard anything about him. While at the same time, <laughs> FSU is now four and zero and on mm. TV every week. Any idea whatever happened to that kid? Good question. He's it's played a- in one of four games. I guess he's injured. So. Michael writes, Hardcore Silver Fox in Jeff, and he misspelled my name, and I think intentionally. Well, he spelled it like uh, the Georgia Tech coach? He did, yeah. G-E-O-F-F? Yeah, yeah. it's the way clowns Brady spelled Brady said you can't Jeff. trust anybody with their name. Brady said that. Yeah, well, G-E-O-F-F. I think that's correct. What do you think the yeah. history of it spelled that way is from? No doubt, like circus clowns and <laughs> carnies. And, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah, just yeah, the carnies. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Bodine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Motel 6 guy? Saturday night in Doak felt like I had uh, quantum leap back to the late 90s or the historic 2013 season as FSU wiped the puke off our shoes and stumbled out from behind the dumpster. Oh, uh, yeah, my analogy <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. About being, yeah, I think they have for sure. I think they're now upright. Oh, they're yeah. walking in with confidence, ordering without much of a problem. Going into, jo- <laughs> going into job interviews with a feeling good, clean, clean shaven. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They're feeling pretty good. They've cleaned up a little bit there, Michael. I think so. Uh, Nelson writes, how many games, real talk, does Jordan Travis need to continue this level of play before we unironically start talking about a Heisman campaign? Woo! To the heart of the matter! He'd have to come back next season. To the heart of the matter, Nelson! He's he's too far away. He's not in the, he's not in the, uh, on the radar at all. Hey, 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 how quickly things change. Go 8-0. Well, the problem is the problem is go 8-0 and tell me what we're talking about. Look, Corey, we have one of the 12,000 Heisman voters, voters yeah. right here in our midst. Well, he's got my – it's him and Brock Bowers, but, the kid from Georgia, are my two Well, my two sorry, favorites sorry, right now. Jordan. I'm going to yeah. break the news to you now. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, but here's the thing. It's it's geographical. So there's so many voters in California and the, the, the Midwest. They have no idea. They don't even know who Jordan Travis is because they're not ever on game day. They're mm. never on – I think that's not true. I, oh, Jordan I, Travis is a, is a known person now because the LSU game, because the Louisville game, and th- those games may, got – Yeah, maybe. maybe. The, the, he's a known person. And – let him screw around and go for 400 yards against Clemson in a win. All of a sudden, 
they would start. He would at least be. I just think on so many Heisman watch those list. those awards are really won the year before. I mean, you a lot of times to. they are. I, I will say, yeah, the hype train. We all know, and it's not even a clearly defined award. All that's true. I do think that his one shot of beginning to gain that kind of momentum would is be to, to have a fake dead girlfriend. No, well, to, a fake girlfriend that comes yeah. down with a malady. Some sort of like maybe she loses a limb, a limb, yeah. yeah and he's yeah. never met her, but we don't know that. Yeah, but he's, no. he's playing. He for desperately her. wants to fly there after the shark attack. Yeah. Just, <laughs> after the shark but, bite. <laughs> yeah, but here, here, no. Here's what I'm saying: if you beat Wake, who's ranked NC State on the road at night prime time, who's ranked in the top ten currently, and Clemson, man, if Florida State's eight zero and they were not even projected to be a top twenty five team, and they were supposed to finish whatever fourth in the damn Atlantic. Yes, he his name will be on the radar. I don't think he would win it, but right. his name would be on the radar. People would. I mean, think about the chatter of eight and O. Tom asked if was Jameis on the radar before Clemson. Yeah, but here's the other part about that. It that vaulted him, but he was it, he, he was, was already on, on the radar. Top. Yeah, and he put up crazy numbers. Like I don't know if George's going to put up crazy numbers. Yeah, Jordan has that five, was his first three hundred yard passing. Yeah, game. and right. Jordan has five touchdown passes on yeah. the year, which not through. I mean, they've right. scored a ton of touchdowns, right. but you know, you just, five touchdowns. Sam think, Hartman had more than that against Clemson. But if the efficiency rating stays that high and they go undefeated through these games, I do think that some announcer somewhere is going to go. You know. Jordan Travis deserves some consideration here, guys, and then somebody will say, you know, that's a good point, and they'll keep moving. Yeah, no, but, yeah, but, no, but, I mean, he'll get yeah. mentioned. He's not some... going to New York, but he could definitely put himself in contention for ACC Player of the Year. And in the era of the NIL, you pay him a couple mil to come hey. back and dominate And then he's a Heisman year. candidate. We're not, we're not saying rising spear. We're just we're saying, saying hey guys, you need to get Jordan Travis back. Start getting some guys rolling yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Not necessarily an FSU question, but did Winston break Jimbo Fisher? 
Obviously, there were critiques and downsides to his offense all along, but, man, those Ponder and EJ offenses were productive. And in his OC days here, he was rather imaginative in how well he moved the ball. Seems like Winston left him. His team's got boring as hell to watch, and everything is so labored. And now, by the way, they've lost their best receiver you saw for the year. No, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he's gone for the year. And they already was it? And they oh, lost wow. another guy already. So, And that offense sucked with those guys. So um, He got lucky as hell to win that game. Yep. Yeah, that crazy play Arkansas. at the goal line. But they did win. So again, they're they're three and one or whatever, and they're ranked. So, uh, but they well, got now some that games now coming. that uh, close win against Miami doesn't look real good. Does it? I no. mean, my goodness gracious. Nothing A and M's done really looks great, but they're you know they're still three. And, so I think he feels validated because they're ranked and they right. get the record they have. It, he doesn't want to. It's crazy though that that offense is that bad. Andrew writes somewhere late Saturday night. Steve Adazio sat in a lounge. Swirling a vintage Bordeaux, awaiting a late-night pastry. <laughs> a slight smirk as he thought about some of the great O-lines he put together at Boston College. When he catches the eye of Manny Diaz across the bar, <laughs> pounding a Miller Lite, the two men give each other a knowing nod as if to say, so they fired us so they could have this kind of a Saturday, mm. did they? You Who know? was that? Uh, that was well written, and it was by Andrew. Good work, Andrew. Yep. That is, yep. that Where is Adazio? He's, uh, he's uh, with an analyst, Jim. somebody, right? He, I thought he was with Jimbo. He might be with Jimbo. He's with, he's oh, with Jimbo, right. yeah. Okay. And, and, and Manny Diaz is with Penn State doing yes. really good yeah, things Penn there State, right now. Man. Yeah. You know, uh, they've been 4-0 five of the last six years. That was on the bottom line scroll after their win today. That's crazy. I like watching that team play right now. They're kind of quietly really good in the Big Ten. We'll see. I, they, I haven't watched maybe. Penn State play since LeVar Arrington was there, but <laughs> I, 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 they put up good records occasionally. Maybe Manny really was sabotaging them. He's, yeah. a, he's an old <laughs> Secretly. That whole plan. Uh, Court writes, very excited to get the commitment from Hakeem Williams, but when we consider guys like George Campbell, Ermon Lane, and Fred Rouse, is there another position group that we've seen as many highly rated recruits fail to live up to the hype than wide receiver? I actually looked it up when I was when we were doing the story about Hakeem, and I thought, man, when's the last time they had a five-star receiver? And yeah. I was going to put that in the story, and, and then I realized looked those it was George guys. Campbell. They yeah. weren't great names. Yeah, yeah. Before that, it was Ermon Lane and yeah. Travis Rudolph. Yeah. Like, Travis Rudolph had a nice yeah. career, but... None of those other guys. Yeah, but Armand ended up being a nice defender for a season. Yeah. We forget. I still think I think it's a big very much like you know, we've written about it several times and talked about it a lot. But when Jimbo got the commitments from Lamarcus Joyner and Jeff Luke, Jeff Luke ended up leaving, didn't yeah. play here, went to Cincinnati or somewhere. Right. But but his commitment was a big deal. Yeah. And I think Hakeem Williams' commitment is a big deal. I agree with that, and you saw uh, what happened with the last guy that didn't come here. We did get Sam McCall because of him. So, I mean, it it, it does happen, at least in well, terms of – Well, Zarya Thomas. Oh, I thought it was McCall. No, McCall was early. Okay. Yeah, Zarya was the, 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 the day well, of, yeah. Yeah, so either way, you get a guy that was hooked to right. that other yeah. recruit, and it does create momentum in recruiting. Uh, Brian writes, how excited are you guys to keep that trip to Syracuse every other year? That came out of nowhere. I, uh, it's the, uh, I like the three, the, the pack, the yeah. three pack, yeah, yeah, of games. Yeah, so it's dumb. they might be a problem though. Yeah, they're four and zero. They right? play with a lot of confidence. They're pretty tough on defense. I think they are a problem. They I think, know what they are. Yeah, and they'll. Yeah, no. and they seem to be. Getting I had some lucky jotted bounces. that down as a win. Right. And yeah. Now, now you have to reconsider that. At least it's a it's a hard fought game. Uh, what percentage chance, writes Trev? Uh, do you give Travis coming back next year? That's what we were to Corey and I was talking during the break about like what, all the machinations that need to happen. Like like how much a NIL money might play into a factor, which is, again, Correct. this is the great thing is that this is at least an option. And then B, you've got some guys on this team that are going to have decisions to make. And you can see a situation 
like Clemson the year where they decided to run it back, or the Florida basketball team yeah. where they decided to run Hated it back. Hated both those decisions. Yeah. Wow. Did y'all know? Maybe it could happen for Florida State. We'll get back to this answer in a second because I do want to chime yeah. in on that. But So Syracuse is going to be 5-0 and because they're about to play Wagner. Mm-hmm. After that, they have NC State Just spitting on at Clemson, Notre Dame, at Pitt, Florida State. Those the are the next five stretch games. There. That'll really, guys, I don't know if you and thought about it, but when you look at that portion of their se- uh, schedule, Corey, that'll really decide the kind of season they're going to have. Uh, you think <laughs> that's a pivotal <laughs> stretch for the Orange? That really will. So you'll be playing them really after know. they just played NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Pitt back to back to back to back. So mm-hmm. we'll know much more about Syracuse. Notre right? Dame might be the easiest one in there. Yeah, that's crazy. We but, may win that game 58 to nothing based on those stats, which right. you just told me with the schedule. That's, so yeah. uh, with Travis, yeah, no, we don't know where he'll be drafted, what he's projected to be drafted by. He is an old kid. I mean, he's. he's be a six-year, right? He's 22, he 23 back, years old. But um, if you can sell, man, number one, here's a lot of money to come play college football one last year. The draft will be there next year. This money won't be. So take advantage of that. That's a selling point if he cares. But also, you really could, if he finishes out this year and they're 9-3 and three and he puts up nice stats and contends for ACC Player of the Year, you can market him as an All-American potential Heisman Trophy And, and you would get some you impressive get some transfers wanting to come in to, to play, play with him. It all comes down to how he projects in the draft. That's all it is. If the NFL comes back... What if they say he's a six-round pick? Well, that's my point. If the NFL comes back and says, great season, you're a great college quarterback, the perception of teams in this league, and you may prove them wrong, is that you're a sixth or seventh rounder, which tells me you're going to end up on a practice squad. Would What would Jeff so Cameron do? What would you advise? So... If you get drafted in the seventh round, sixth or seventh round, and you're going to be on a practice squad, and I can make two million dollars in NIL here, I'm coming back here. But if they say third round or better, uh, you probably got to go to the league, man. You yeah. got to go to the league. But so it really I, does yeah. come down to right. what his draft status is. And, and look, and I'll say this: fourth, I, I, fourth, fourth, or lower, you're probably considering strongly. Yeah, that's a back. tough one. I mean, that's a tough one. Like, I'll what kind in, of bonus could I get? You know, if I'm fourth round, and, not much, not two million. I, and I'll say it right here, Jordan. I know you watch. Uh, I'll throw in fifty. So now 50K? we're at two million fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now we're at yeah. two million and fifty. And I don't know if you guys want to add a little bit that's to the, the kitty old as well. Eddie Murphy joke. Um, you remember him talking about uh, Johnny Carson and Johnny Carson's wife when they go through the divorce. Oh yeah. She yeah. had a job as a secretary. It's like I, mean, I know you make two million dollars a year, but here's my. $50. Now we have $2 million and $50. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I do think it really is interesting because this was not on the radar for any of us. None of us would have thought about this before the season, even if you were an advocate for Jordan. But he was because he was asked at media. Oh, day, sure. Well, ACC I mean, a player better he, have faith in himself. And sure. he was planning on this being his last year. But I'm what, saying, what I'm saying is, though, again, like he is now legitimately playing his way into a situation where this is going to be a real consideration. Also, the league has changed. And it's benefited guys like Jordan. I'm glad it has. It's not so stuffy anymore. The offenses yeah. have changed. I mean, we've seen mobile quarterbacks, guys that can really light it up on the ground, go to the NFL and have success and move offenses and sustain uh, season-in, season-out success. So, But, man, he would have a chance to be a star. There is no guarantee he ever takes a snap in the NFL. That is there, correct. I think the likelihood star, like is that he star. doesn't project real high in the draft at all. Yeah. And that if you could ensure he could become a millionaire while leading a team that has a chance to be really good because of him and the kinds of players you'll bring in, if yeah, I yeah, mean you have to seriously consider. And I would it. say this, man: all the money that's being thrown around for prospects. Yeah, I mean that dude should get. I mean, I'll paid. look, man. I'll I'll make it a hundred. 
I don't know. Again, I, you guys don't have to come. I, with might, me I might match your hundred. Two million okay. and a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, well, thank yeah. you. Well, now yeah, we're making it rain on the screen. I'm yeah. matching it. Okay, yeah. so now that's two hundred extra million, dollars. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm a journalist <laughs> with a capital J. I can't, <laughs> yeah, I I can't jump into that. I don't know what I did here. I think I clicked off a. Oh, I there. like it. I like the money, ma- the money raining down. Good work, Matthew. Bill wants to know if the punter can kick it through the uprights. We've never seen him kick. Have we? No. A field goal? Don't they, no. in Australian rules football, aren't they kicking all the time? You would think. Like kicking through post? I mean, I know they kick, but don't, isn't that the game where they come out and yeah, do yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably kicked it through post before. Not on the ground, with, though. With either foot. That's a good point. You can drop kick it, right? Is that still a rule? You can drop kick it. Yeah. I think you can drop kick it, yeah. Well, that might Didn't not be something Didn't somebody do that recently? I mean, Didn't Doug like Harbaugh do that at Michigan one time? Have somebody uh, Maybe. do that in a game? I think I, think I remember did. Doug Flutie trying it way, way long ago. Austin writes, gentlemen, this team reminds me a little bit of the FSU basketball team. It's a different playmaker every week, mm. and you can tell the players deeply care about one another. That's good. good With comparison. that said, do you think that style of a different guy each week can still attract top talent, or is it all about NIL thoughts? I was wondering about that as well. I was wondering, like, if you're if – you're, a, a big-time receiver running back, do you look at what they're doing on offense and think, man, that's awesome, we're all going to eat? Or do you look at it like, you know, you could do your eat oh, thing, yeah, Corey. This, this, is what, this is what Corey does in the, <laughs> in the press right box. Yeah. Uh, or would you rather go where you know you're going to be featured? Man, I would think if I'm a five-star running back, and I was, and I had a I had a yeah. really devastating knee injury, mm. um, I wanted to go to a school that wouldn't wear my ass out so I could go play in the NFL. As a running back, I understand that. That's As a receiver, what, receiver I have, doubt Well, it. their receivers are built different, but yeah. they, they just always want the ball thrown to them. But well, a running that's back, why Iris' question yeah. about receivers to well, said, uh, the head coach was funny. But running yeah. backs, man, I think a running back would be appreciative of yeah. 16 carries a game or 14 carries a game and not 30. I wonder, I wonder. I agree with that as a running back. I think the modern running back comes into a system now they understand they don't want to be worn out in college i mean you're trying to get to the league but as a receiver i think you want to be featured that said if you are a game-changing receiver you will be featured the bottom line is if you're an elite game changer then that quarterback's going to find you i mean you're going to get open you're going to beat double teams you're going to do all that stuff uh assuming jordan plays this continual elite level with a 10-win season oh well Questions about draftability with Jordan. And, and real quick, Scott says it in the chat. It attracts the right kind of players, and I would say that's exactly going back to Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, what he's been able to do—the fact that Scotty Barnes didn't care that he wasn't going to shoot twenty-five times a game, or Patrick Williams—they they embrace that mindset. And you you could probably do the same thing in football. Think about how cool it is that Scotty Barnes was that way, knowing now what we know <laughs> in terms of the season he had. That he's pretty talented. <laughs> well, I mean, just that he got to the league and start started here. destroying people. Yeah, I mean, from day one. He started for the Raptors but didn't start for Florida State. Yeah. I mean, that's like I remember the first week of last year's NBA season, you're sitting there watching. He dunked on somebody in like the second game. Was yeah. like, Look at this. Dude took off from like the first Patrick Williams, too. Yeah. I, mean, I, I hate that he's been hurt. If he yeah. can get healthy again, I'd like to see what he – because he was – Yeah. He was ascending. Mobile. Yeah, he was ascending. That's it. That's all, boys. We're out of time for Corey Clark and Ira Chaffel. I'm Jeff Cameron. Taking my Thanks shirt so off. Mu- no, 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 no. No? Okay. Well, Stay safe, everyone. Rules and regulations in the building. <laughs> understood. Uh, yeah, understood. Yeah. Stay HR. safe, guys. We'll uh, keep you up to date all week long. Don't forget warchant.com. Right now, it's still just a buck, right? Still just a buck. Two more days. Two Running more out days. of time. Let's go. Please Get do it done. It, it's just a buck. Let's go. Get it done. JCS returns tomorrow and all the great stuff on WarChan every day. Wake up WarChan as well. Be good, everybody. Take care. Good regularly, job, Matthew. Regularly. Regularly. Oh, four rounds to none. It's <laughs> over. It's over. <laughs>